Welcome to Once Upon a Podcast. It's everything you need to know about planning a Disney vacation from Disney enthusiasts. That's us at Once Upon a Vacation, an authorized Disney vacation planner. So we're going to be talking about all things Disney, including cruises and specifically today, adventures by Disney. We'll help you plan your dream vacation, and we'll do it with concierge-level service. Find us at onceuponavacation.com or connect with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash onceuponavacation. Our team from Once Upon a Podcast starts with the owner of the agency, Mindy Horner. Hi, Mindy. Hey, Pete. Nice to have you back. Thank you, and uh, nice work last week to Toby Duffy for filling in and handling all the technical side and uh, hosting, if there is such a thing. Hi, Toby. Hello, you've got big shoes to fill, sir. Yeah, do I? I, yes. I, I liked the podcast last week. You know, I ran a little short. I'm just saying you have big feet. That's all I'm saying. Ah, ha. And uh, I wanted to hear Leanne talk more. You you made her uh, you made her wrap up at like 24, 25 minutes. I know. She just, you know, wouldn't talk whatsoever. So we, I had to kind of pull it out of her. I know. that It was, it was awesomely... Uh, informative and emotional, especially talking about Walt's apartment when she got to visit that at Disneyland on her adventure by Disney. And our next guest today, making a return appearance. He is uh, some people's favorite Horner uh, to ever make an appearance on the podcast, Mindy's husband, Brad. Welcome, Brad. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That makes me feel very welcomed. I appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my gosh. Last time we had him jump in and we were talking about Disney for guys, um, and Mindy wasn't here. So we'll see how the tension is when they're both together on the podcast. <laughs> um, but they both actually do exist. So now you'll be able to hear them uh, both at the same time. No ventriloquism, nothing like that. Uh, so what we're talking about today is a Mindy and Brad's recent adventure by Disney. And we did do Once Upon a Podcast about this uh, with just Mindy. And she kind of went through the itinerary, some of the cool stuff that they got to do. Uh, but we wanted to bring Brad into it to get his perspective because it's um, it's for couples. It actually is for families. Uh, you guys spent a lot of time. It was nine days or ten days touring Italy with Adventures by Disney. It was nine days total. Nine days total. So the day before, we're going to start at the very beginning. The day before they left, Brad and I had the chance to grab lunch. And, right. and he was explaining um, that really, other than the islands with a cruise, it was the, the uh, first opportunity for either of them to take off and leave the country. I mean, neither had been to Europe before. So this was kind of a first-time experience. Uh, let's start with that, Brad. In the planning stages of it, I know that uh, Mindy handled a lot of the packing and that sort of thing, was stressed out a little bit about uh, should I take Euro, where do I get the, where do I cash in my dollars for Euro, and uh, should I bring my own toilet paper, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> what, what, if any, apprehension did you have leaning into this? Yeah, I can't say that I was apprehensive about the trip um i know mindy's not excited about flying so i was a little nervous <laughs> about that but i gotta be honest with you i am the, the world's worst about planning so when mindy jumps on that task side of it um i just kind of sit back and relax and then when it's like hey it's time to go i'm like, all right well let's go and uh we, we just kind of run with it from there uh, i think the i can't say that i was really apprehensive about anything oh, I, I think i, I interested to see how the nine-hour flight went and um 
that was that was interesting. But other than that, it was good. <laughs> that was the that was just the first adventure by Disney. That's right. <laughs> well, Adventures by Disney has a ton of different destinations. Some of them domestic, but we're going to be focusing on uh, the tour through Italy today, um, which is what they took. Uh, walk us through, and I know you got your itinerary there, and it's been a month now since you did this. Crazy. Uh, walk us through the arrival and the process. And I'm going to tell you, my the reason I've been hesitant to travel overseas, and now I'm doing a, a, a just it's on my to-do list toward the top of the bucket list to do one of these international adventures by Disney. Part of my apprehension was I don't speak another language. So yeah. I want to go someplace that is super touristy where they're going to speak English. Uh, you went to some areas where English is definitely not the first language. So <laughs> where did you go? Where did you start? And tell us about your impression of the Adventures by Disney guides, Brad. First of all, we um, flew into Rome, straight into Rome, which was, was very nice. And we were like, okay, so now we're here. What do we do from this point? And we start looking at all these signs for – people and we're like well surely it'll say disney on it and sure enough um one of the adventure guys that we got to know throughout the week marco actually came to the airport it wasn't just a shuttle service um one of the adventure guys actually showed up and welcomed us and then had us meet with two of the other couples and then uh, took us straight to the hotel so i mean literally once you land disney took care of it i mean we we handed them our bags from the baggage claim they loaded them onto the vehicles I don't think we touched our bags again until uh, we left. So that was uh, it was very nice, very nice. And the first day, we got to just kind of go check out the hotel, kind of gave us some ins and outs of the, the Rome area, and then we had some free time. And uh, we actually took to the streets of Rome, and uh, we were both a little uh, nervous about, okay, we don't have any euros yet, so let's conquer that. And uh, we went right down the streets of Rome, found an ATM, and uh, actually, the ATM we chose only spoke Italian, but you know what? <laughs> it still had all the buttons that you're kind of used to, and uh, we were able to get some euros out of the bank, and we felt more comfortable. And then we got to go back for a nice evening uh, to have dinner with everybody that came and kind of get acquainted with everybody and, hey, had some uh, wine to start off with. So it was good, good day one. Of course, you have to have wine if you're in Italy. Yeah. And I'm assuming if you're, uh, you have that impending nine-hour flight, there should have been wine when you were still in America. Before you <laughs> it's actually a couple beers before we got on, and then I think they had free wine, well, a glass of wine on the nine-hour flight. So, yeah, it helped a little bit. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Mindy, um, what else? we want to go more in-depth because you gave us the overview, and we still only have about 30 minutes here. Um what are some other things about the early part of the trip that you wanted to add that maybe you weren't able to uh, go in depth with on our earlier Once Upon a Podcast? Um, gosh, you know, I've I, forgive me if I say something I've already said because everybody wants to hear about this trip, and I feel like have I told you this story or right. did I tell someone else this story? So I don't know. But yeah, the first night we did have a nice group dinner, and they told us then this is your vacation. If there's something on the itinerary you don't want to do, you don't have to. So, you know, if you want to spend a day at the spa or if you want to go to the pool or whatever you can. So we knew immediately we had that flexibility. And um, then they generally just kind of lay out the upcoming day for you. So if you want to know details of every minute, they'll give it to you. But otherwise, they're perfectly happy to spoon feed to you day by day. So you're just getting everything in small bits, which I think is really good because it would have been overwhelming at that point if they would have said, okay, well, tomorrow we're going to walk six miles and do <laughs> da 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 
you know, that's necessarily not something that you want to know. But when you take things piece by piece, by the end of the day, um, on that day two, we were going, my gosh, we covered a lot of ground today and we saw so much. But because of the way they broke it up, um, it was all very doable. And you had Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and you had some free time there if you wanted it. You could opt out of, of anything. Toby, I'm going to go to you in, in just a second right after I ask this question, and it goes off of Leanne's podcast from last week. She did the Southern California and went to Disneyland, and she talked about the number of activities that they use to occupy the kids. Now, I know this is different. Disneyland is probably a lot more kid-friendly when it comes to Adventures by Disney. You guys are in Italy, nine days. You didn't take your kids on this one, but there were some kids on your tour. Talk about, Brad, some of the things that uh, that they did where it might have been a little too museum-y or a little bit too full of, of history, where the kids may have been bored. What were some of the kids' activities, and would you take your kids if you went again? Oh, definitely. I I think that um, they did a great job of making sure, or I guess the best way to put it is being very aware of what's going on around them and paying attention to what the kids are doing and if they are getting bored. Like uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is the second day there, we did spend six miles in, in Rome. And one of the things we got to go see was the Colosseum. Now, the Colosseum, to me, I love history. That's awesome. I, I, I soaked it in. I looked at the architecture, you know, the stones, and just it was impressive to me to kind of see how it was all put together. But for my 10-year-old son, I think he would have seen it for about five or ten minutes and been bored. So one of the adventure guides went off with the kids, and they actually turned them into gladiators and allowed them to – um well, not fight to the death, but allowed them to duel. <laughs> they say like fight to the, the Disney death or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so they were always very aware of what the kids um, were doing and if they were interested. And they always had scavenger hunts uh, when we would go through the museums. They had activity booklets to kind of keep them involved and entertained. And uh, one of the guides I believe said or one of the presentations I went through had actually mentioned how – they understand that this is about storytelling, and for the kids, they're not going to be interested in just cold, hard facts. But when you get them to play the games and um, do the scavenger hunts and see things through a, a child's eye or through having a game and having fun, they'll absorb just as much, if not more, than you do on the trip. And I, like I said, I, I was very impressed with it that aspect of it along the lines of when we were talking about kids and everything did you find now I, I asked mindy kind of this question last time but romantic wise i know you're in a very romantic place being with the group did you find time to be able just to just to have that quiet time together uh to have a glass of wine together did you find it to be romantic is that kind of this kind of trip to where you you know you did some famous things but then it was just you two alone would that be something that would might appeal to some of our clients i think so i you know and that's think that's what's so great about this trip is because it is really designed for you and to be as active or inactive as you want but even if you bring, you know, we've got three kids. Well, if we would have brought the three kids, they still have nights set up on the trip that we did where they took the kids off and did movie night and uh, Italian soda tasting night and had activities planned for just the kids. And the adults had, you know, dinner at the hotel and, you know, got to enjoy some of that. And at the same time that you're in that group 
atmosphere, you're never you have a lot of free time um, at your disposal, so you can choose. And, and we did on several nights. We went with with other couples who we had a great time with. But when we uh, got to Venice, one of the nights there, we just kind of went off by ourselves. And uh, I got to say, it was. Um, I felt it was very romantic. Maybe that's just the guy's point of view, but uh, just something about being in Venice and cruising around those streets late at night was awesome. And I think one of the things that hit me the most is the last night we're there. We're with another, you know, two other couples, but it's almost midnight, and we're in St. Mark's Square, and they have three different orchestras playing, and uh, one of them was playing one of the songs that Mindy loves in uh, Father of the Bride movie, and uh, so we got the dance right there in St. Mark Square. Now, the other couples just kind of saw us dancing and walked off. I loved it. I mean, it was one of the highlights for the trip for me is out there being out there at, at midnight and, and getting to dance with my, my wife in Venice. I mean, how many times do you get to do that? So it was, a, it was awesome. I can hear the collective wow. Oz now when this thing airs. Oh, I know. He's like getting me teary. And I know. That was really cool. Mindy, was really, and he, Mindy, it's been several weeks now, and we've talked a couple of times since this trip. You never brought that up. Never once did she mention. <laughs> I'm a little hurt. Wow. Well, I, I think I should be hurt. <laughs> I, I'm thinking so. Oh, and- that was just a, I don't know. You know, it was just a special time. It wasn't a um, obviously it wasn't a Disney thing. You know, that was just one of those moments where we were walking through and and it was the way you look tonight was the song. And um, so, you know, Brad asked me to dance and I said, sure. And then. We had a lovely moment, and then at the end of that moment, we had some streakers run by. So, that was, <laughs> and they were like, "Okay, we well, are definitely you know, in Italy." It's the city of love, right? Is that the is that what right. they coined? City of love. They love everything. Wow. It's a little too much, but they love everything. They had their tidy whities on, though. I will say that, and then um. I mean, we caught up with our friends, and that was very sweet, too. You know, they said, you know, we saw you guys back there, and we're just giving you a little moment. And um, this was just a few days before our 19th wedding anniversary, too. So we were kind of celebrating our anniversary a little bit on this trip as well. And and we did, we did have a great meal the night by ourselves. That was one of the times, the only time, that we didn't have one of the guides set something up for us. And we just decided we're going to walk around. And when we see it, we'll know. And we did. We went through, you know, we went through some back alleys and found this place and liked the menu and went in and it was a great choice. Um, So you can you can get a mixture of that you're going to make friends on the trip, too. So that's the you know, that's the only thing I think if you do want it to be a romantic vacation, you probably need to kind of tell the people that you're hanging out with, you know, (laughs) from the get go. Hey, we're celebrating our anniversary, so we're probably going to do dinner on our own because it is amazing how much bonding you do with people during the day because of the adventures that you're having together. So then it's just a natural flow to spend the evenings with them, you know, so it's kind of like it's kind of like going to summer camp, like in just a week, you can yeah. make some fantastic friends uh, and, and it's just crammed into such a short time well I hope I hope that there were some good friends made because I don't think it was romantic but I need a little explanation about a video I saw and Brad you were sitting on somebody's lap and then somebody was sitting on your oh lap gosh. how did that just happen or was it part of a tour or <laughs> I need more details. <laughs> Man, you get enough wine in you, and you just, you know, whatever, you know. (laughs) That is not true. No, it. uh, We got to do 
one of the nights that we were there, um, we went to the Renaissance, um, and I'm trying to think of the at the actual place that we went to. I mean, was it, it was an a old monastery? Castle? Monastery. Yeah, a monastery. That's I can't remember the name of it, but it was a I monastery in the Tuscan I, but region. I can find it, but. But they they took us to the monastery and we got to have a lovely dinner. And did you tell them about the uh, fried zucchini flowers and the fried sage? I don't know if I did or not. No, did I tell you about no. that? Now I know you both are thinking, "Wow, that sounds great." But you know, it's it's like everything else. If it's fried, it's pretty darn good. I got to be honest. I was like, "Wow, a zucchini flower? What is that?" But it, it was amazing. Anyway, on to the story. Uh, they fed us a nice dinner. Uh, we did get to, to sample some of the wine there, and then out from behind the curtain pops out this um, – what do you call them? A folk group? Would that be the right term? I'm not sure. There was an accordion, right? Yeah, there was an accordion. There was a guitar, and, and they start singing. And of course, they're singing in Italian, so we have no idea what they're doing. But for one of the times, they uh, started singing their song about farm animals who drank some wine – in their water and basically I guess got a little drunk and that's when they got to pull me up to the front of the uh, room and ask for volunteers but when they asked for volunteers they didn't turn right around and, and give four names so I don't know how much of a volunteer situation it is but <laughs> we get to go up there and then they start singing and before you know it you have a well in my case I had um, lamb's legs stuck on my head and uh, they started singing to me and, then, of course, telling me when I needed to act out the motion. So it was, it was very interesting, but not something that just happened by no means. It was, uh, it was part of one of the um, uh, surprises along the way. That is not something we expected, but it, it was a lot of fun, a and, lot of fun. And, Mindy, you were telling us last time that the guides on all the adventures by Disney are quick to recognize everybody's personality style if they would be mm-hmm. more willing to – uh, sit back and watch if they'd be willing to participate, if they're very vocal, if they're not very vocal. Uh, so this obviously wasn't the first day, and they they knew who was fun-loving like our uh, our lovely brat, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, anytime that they picked volunteers, it was always someone that was more than happy to do it. You know, yeah. if you are not the kind of personality to get up and do that sort of thing, they're going to pick up on that right away, and then they're not going to – they're not going to have you do that. There's no worry in that. Nobody was ever coerced or anything like that. But um, that was a fun night. That really made the night, I think, in my opinion. The food I was so. good. But, yeah, the entertainment really made that night. And um, it was it was a bunch of, um, like, wedding songs, they said, what they do at Italian weddings. And then we had, like, a conga line at the end. And, yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy fun. But uh, something we'll always, always remember. This is Once Upon a Podcast with Mindy, Toby, Brad, and me, Pete. Once Upon a Podcast is part of Once Upon a Vacation, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Now, we'll help you with all things Disney. Today, we're talking about Adventures by Disney and the uh, Italian tour that you can take. If you want more information on that or anything Disney, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash onceuponavacation. So let's continue with our adventure across Italy. Uh, Toby, you want to jump in here? I know you've got more questions now that we've got Brad on the line, the rare opportunity that we have him. <laughs> I have questions, but I enjoy talking to Mindy just as much. I want that out there right now. <laughs> oh, my God. just want that out there right now. You are um, so okay, politically so correct. Mindy, I'm keeping my job. All right, so here's the deal. Um, when, when We know Mindy. She's the travel professional, um, you know, enjoys – 
these trips, all that kind of stuff. As a guy that's just as a spouse, do you did you find that uh, this had something for you as well? Um, oh yeah. I guess what I'm really trying to say is there was there guy stuff to do? Uh, was it all frilly, you know, paintings and all this other stuff, or is is was there really something that appealed to the guy side? Well, and I think it kind of depends on, on on what your interest is and you know what you find fascinating. I like history. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. And when you get to go into a country like that, and again, you coming from Oklahoma, uh, where the state—I don't know how many years old it is—but it's not that old. And um, then you go into a city like Rome, and every time they start a construction project, they dig down about ten feet and hit a monument that's you know a thousand years old, and then they have to stop construction. I found it fascinating. Um, I thought the experience and being able to see the culture and really get to visit with the people that are there. You know, Rome was very interesting. And you know, if I went back, um, I would know to make sure I watched the roads before. Or a cross, or a Vespa, or a scooter may hit you, or something of that nature. Uh, it's very busy, very active. But when you get into the Tuscany area, they do a great job of getting you right into the environment. And you know, one of the things I was interested in seeing is, you know, how do the people that are there, you know, what do they do day to day, and you know, time to time. And one of the cool things that we got to do while we were there, um, one of the morning. When we were staying in that that Tuscany hillside, I got to go for a run, and you know you're running, and it is nice and hilly, and you just look back in the background, and it's just a bunch of hills, and you got some clouds coming in, and you can see row upon row of grapes and um, the olive trees, which were just gorgeous. I'd never seen an olive tree before, and it was. What's cool is I'm out there running on these streets, and I can see the tractors that are out plowing the fields. I get to run by some of the people that are walking to the market in the morning, and I thought that was such an interesting contrast to what Rome was, and you, you've got to be cautious with every step um, or someone may hit you as you try to cross the road. I had to cross the road there in Tuscany, and I'm a little nervous because I see the crosswalk coming up, and I see a car coming, and I'm thinking, well, I'll just stop. Five minutes – well, maybe not five minutes, but a minute or two before I get there, the car actually just stopped and waited on me to cross the road so that I could you know, can proceed with my run. And that to me was kind of that Italian spirit that we saw everywhere, and I mean the, the people were just so friendly and so welcoming, and you know, for the most part, there was a lot of people that spoke English, but at the same time, even the ones that spoke mainly Italian, uh, like our first night at Mimos, which was very interesting, um, they were just very warm and very inviting, and um, it just it made you feel very comfortable. Awesome. I'm going to ask some questions about culture shock, and uh, toward the uh, toward the beginning of this, I made a joke, but it was an actual concern and a conversation that we had with travel planner Mindy, because she had heard that not all places in Italy have toilet paper, so she wanted to be prepared. Turns out the only place that didn't have toilet paper was the uh, U.S. Airways return flight home. Uh, everything in Italy was good, but let's talk about other things like like Brad was just describing. The biggest differences, and I'm going to ask about one flat out, and I'm hoping for an honest yet tactful answer here. I've heard about Venice that because the streets are all water and there's some sewage issues. 
is there uh, an offensive odor in Venice? Is that is that no. to me? You mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been asked this multiple times, and uh, I no, there's really not. And let me, Brad will tell you, I have the most sensitive nose on the planet, and <laughs> it it never even crossed my mind. Okay. I mean, I never even thought. Gosh, I mean, the only thing I remember in Venice that I did really like the way it smelled would be when we were going through the market area the fish market and it smelled obviously fishy um but that was that was it am i forgetting anything brad because people have asked that we've had several people ask us that so i know somebody must have said something somewhere um but for us that was just a complete non-issue let's let's talk about timing and uh, how they view life in the way of customer service uh people from the northern united states come to the southern united states and say it takes forever People are way more relaxed down here. And people from the United States go on vacation to Mexico. They say, wow, they take their time here. Everything is just so leisurely, and they're not in a rush to do anything. Uh, How about Italy? Are they on it? Is it quick and fast, or is it more relaxed? Is it calm? Is it fast? Is it slow? I had a a buddy of mine that um, had been to Europe a, a few times before I went for the trip. I got a chance to visit with them. And and I think Mindy had said the same thing to me as well that you know it it is it's a different experience there when you go out for dinner and you just need to relax and enjoy it because they're going to bring it out piece by piece and, and it, you know it may take some time and so that was kind of my mindset before I went over there they must view Americans as very impatient because their whole philosophy is they want to service you and they're very attentive. And they want to make sure that you know you're taken care of when you're you place your order. Um, get your drink going. If you've got a, an appetizer, they bring that out to you. But they don't rush it in any way, shape, or form. I mean, they're going to cook it fresh, and <laughs> it'll yep. get there when it gets there. And what I think I found the most interesting is they're not going to hurry you out. You know, I think of uh, in America when you go into most Mexican restaurants. And you've got the the Mexican music playing in the background, and it's it's very quick and up tempoed. And I think a lot of places do that with up tempo music to kind of hurry you along, so they can flip that table over for the next person. And in Italy, you never felt a rush to leave. I mean, it, you honestly you had to ask for the check, and they always watched from a distance, like to see if you needed anything, and they're always quick to come back and fill up the water. But they're not going to bring you that check until. You've taken your time and had a chance to enjoy everything and and when you're ready for it. And uh, I think it's just a completely different atmosphere, and it was, I thought, very phenomenal. I, I think it was it was very interesting. Just got a few minutes left here. Uh, Toby, what else have you got now that we've got both Mindy and Brad Horner on talking about their Italy adventure by Disney? Well, not necessarily a culture shock, but um, give me one food that tasted better over there. And, or drink, or and then one food or drink that was like, eh, I'd rather have this in the States. You want to take that one first, Mindy? I don't know. You may have to think on it. We were a little bit surprised by the food just because, you know, our version of Italian isn't exactly true Italian. There's much less rich sauce there, and um, some of the staples that we think of are more kind of a fast food thing there. You know, I've said this, I think, over and over, but the pizza that we had in Rome was phenomenal. And um, very much like Via Napoli at Epcot, you know, where we were kind of comparing it. I I can't think of anything that we tried there that we didn't like. I mean, the only thing we were 
really craving and wanting to get back to the States for would be water <laughs> and <laughs> sweet tea, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a good burger. Um, yeah. But I think for for me, um, I had heard that the, the coffee is very different. So don't go expecting American coffee. I'm like, okay. But their cappuccinos were phenomenal. I mean, I, I'm not an espresso kind of guy. I'd rather just have a, a coffee. But, you know, when they take that espresso and, and mix it with the cream the way they did it, um, and they always drizzle a little chocolate on, on the top, phenomenal. I mean, that that to me was very good. And as far as food, uh, it was just amazing. I mean, the the two lasagnas that we had were both very different and, and both very different from what we've had in America, but just phenomenal. I mean, so, I mean, just layer after layer of food and very smooth and just, uh, I can't even describe it. I mean, it was a great, great experience as far as when it came to eating. I uh, absolutely loved it. So did the wine taste better there just because you were there? I'm Seriously, you know, sometimes that it's like when I was in Jamaica, I'll be honest with you, even though it was the same rum that I probably would get here, it tasted better. It just I don't know if it's because I was on the island, but did the wine taste better? Did it make just bring it all together? For me, I'm not a big wine drinker to start with. So I was like, hmm, well, this will be interesting. But you know what? I got to be honest. Um, I I was very impressed with some of the wines we had. And again, I'm not an experienced wine drinker, but I know the people that we went with, the other couples. <laughs> Like one of the hotels we stayed at, you know, they took their souvenir money, <laughs> and I think they bought like twelve bottles or something to have shipped back because mm-hmm. they were so impressed. I mean, it was wow. it was phenomenal. I mean, it, again, I'm not, I don't, I can't pick a wine to save my life, but the wines that I had when I was over there, I'd be more than happy to order another glass of that. It was, it was very good. We felt like we probably weren't. Um, giving the wine as much credit as we should because we're not big wine drinkers. So to us, it was like, yeah, I mean, it's good, but you know, but for the couples that really enjoy the wine, they loved it and they would, you know, talk about, oh, this kind was so much better at, at this vineyard versus this vineyard because pretty much everybody there makes their own wine. So we had multiple opportunities to try wine from different vineyards that were right there where we were eating. Um, so that was a, a really big thing for them. Now we came back with, um, like the olive oil and the the yeah. truffle oil and that kind of stuff that they had and that we could definitely tell you know a big difference in um max that that runs that hotel there is brilliant because he did the wine tasting for us and then he also had some cheeses and some seasonings and some pepper jelly and some truffles so he didn't necessarily get us on the wine we didn't bring any of that back or ship any of that back but we did bring home some pepper jelly and some special (laughs) seasoning salt and some truffle oil that kind of stuff i could definitely tell a difference in moving from the experience to uh the logistics of it how often does Adventures by Disney operate this? It's not just nine days in Italy tour and then on the 10th day it all starts over again. It's not going on all the time because they pay special attention to it. There's downtime in between and there is a cap on of about 40 people on what they'll take on each tour. So it's not like um, the, the day that you left Rome. When you arrive in Rome, then you move a day forward, then another tour starts that next day in Rome. It's not like uh, it happens every day. So logistically, tell us about how to book this of anybody who may be interested in experiencing Italy this way, Mindy. Well, the itinerary is out through 2015. So what we would do is we would pull the itinerary, look at the destinations that you're interested 
interested in, and then we can tell you the different start dates. And pricing varies a little bit by season, just like it does with Disney World. So we can match that up and see what's going to work in your schedule, and you can book, you know, a good year in advance. Um, but no, it's it's not a constant thing. Now, when we left, one of our tour guides was then flying back to Rome, having a day to set up, and then the next day he was taking another group through the same tour. And we followed him online a little bit on his Facebook page, and we felt a little bit cheated on when we saw, you know, he was at the same places uh -huh. with other people. So it's not that they don't ever do it again. They do. They do it multiple times a year. But, yeah, it's not um, an everyday occurrence. So it's another thing where you want to get – this on your calendar quickly because like Pete said, you know, 40 is going to be your absolute max for a group. If you want adults only, there are itineraries for adults only yeah. as well. Another cool thing is maybe you have kids that are five and eight and you, you're pretty flexible as far as your dates, but you want to go when there are other families there with kids that match up to your kid's age. We can do that. You know, they, they'll help us out to plan a week for you when you're going to have um, some friends there for your kids too, which is a really cool thing to do. So earlier is definitely better with um, all of the Disney properties honestly but especially with the adventures by disney and the cruise line um you're going to have the most selection the further in advance you book that will wrap it up for this week brad thank you very much for joining us mindy toby uh, uh another awesome edition of adventures by disney firsthand experience we hope that you've learned a few things about planning your next Disney vacation, whether it's Adventures by Disney or you're going to Disneyland or Disney World, Disney Cruise Lines, we will help turn your Disney dreaming into a Disney reality. There's never a fee for what we do for you. Just let us help you plan with concierge-level service. Onceuponavacation.com or send us a message on facebook.com slash onceuponavacation. We'll talk to you again next week.